So what's up? Well, I have been embracing the new rule of podcasting, which is like, you know, dance like nobody's watching. Right, pod, pod like Slurp no one's listening. like nobody's listening. Exactly, there you go. <laughs> Take a big fucking sippy of that tea. Yeah, it definitely blew my levels. Yep. Ugh. Well, I've been up to like surviving the second heat wave in Moscow. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. Yeah, I know that... about like what's been hit in America. Right, right. I, I was just going to say, we, we got out of our first. I don't know if I can handle a second at this point. Well, so far, it's not like 40 degrees Celsius. It's like more summer weather. It's just like summer weather never comes to Moscow. Right. Yeah, that's troubling. Hmm. Uh, just a lot to think about in yeah. terms of the, the change that we are experiencing in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. We're both experiencing Anyways. a transition. That's that's true. <laughs> I haven't taken my pills yet today. I haven't, I haven't experienced my transition yet today. <laughs> yeah. So, the movie. Well, not that, not yet. We're still in the cold open. Oh fuck! We're still in the cold open. Yeah, we haven't we haven't even been here. We've barely even been here. We can get into the movie, though. If you, I have a lot of things to say about this movie. We can end the cold open here and just get moving. Yeah, let's start it. everyone it's your number one queer baiting podcast i'm sarah and uh i'm joined by returning guest helga hi it's uh i think that may be one of the first that's the first time i've gotten to use the the fear baiting queer baiting because <laughs> holy shit do i feel baited by this movie <laughs> yeah <clears throat> so we start on like a credit sequence which like in the first second hit hits us with uh Hey, have you seen this movie called Alien? Yeah. We have some ideas. Yeah, uh, so there's a title sequence explaining basically where we are. And yeah. we are at the bottom of the Mariana Trench. Yep. Uh, oh, I took a lot of notes on this one. That's <laughs> the... My, my first note is, what if it was under Squarter? That's nothing. Um, yeah, the, the, they're in the Marinara Trench, and we see T.J. Miller's name pop up in the credits, and I just fucking post ten barf emojis, because I know I have to experience his awful ass for the duration of this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. Like, uh, how, is he still, how is he still getting cast? Like, this movie came out last year. How is that man still getting these roles? Uh, what's up with him? Because I don't think I've heard about whatever... Like... He uh, has been credibly accused of sexual assault. Oh. He has. Uh, he wrote like this extremely transphobic screen email. Like he has like five breakouts on his Wikipedia page under controversies. Yeah, I just like sauntered over his Wikipedia page, and there's mm. like a section for legal disputes. Yeah, Uber assault incident, sexual assault allegations, transphobic email allegations. The fact that that one's uh, allegations is uh, the, the the transphobic email allegations is uh, uh, <laughs> the fact that it's called allegations is just like there is like documented evidence of that email existing. Uh, and apparently the uh, he like went off on this trans woman critic and uh, just called her a man a bunch in an email and this was in response to her saying hey maybe don't use the the phrase uh, tranny dumpster sex on your website oh god Jesus uh, he also there's also a, an Amtrak bomb threat incident and uh, work misconduct allegations 
Amtrak bomb threat incident. Yeah. That's not a phrase you hear every day. No, but he's still getting work. Jesus. <sighs> okay. I thought that you just didn't like how his butt looks. No, no, I don't mind. His butt is like, it's his butt is fine. I mean, it's not fine. It's just a, it's, it's, it is <laughs> the least offensive thing about TJ <laughs> is his butt, is his booty ass. Yeah. So, uh, we get introduced to like, uh, uh, Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Looking lesbianly as possible. She's got the, she's got the buzz cut. She's got the dyed hair. She's got the big round glasses. Yeah. And immediately she's, she's, she's cut, she's cut, she's shredded. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and immediately we hit like with a voiceover from her saying that no, actually I have a boyfriend. She immediately hits us with the boyfriend. Like, <laughs> the we'll get into this later with another character in this movie. But like, this is this is some of them. Like, and this character does not. This 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 fiance is this boyfriend fiance whatever the fuck is dead at the start of this movie. He like only exists to for the filmmakers to be like, oh no no no, no this this woman is straight. This this woman's straight. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <clears throat> so we're in. The Marianne Trench, we're like 10 kilometers below the sea. Mm -hmm. And there's some recorded incidents of hallucinations slash deep sea creatures that have been yeah. already going on for some time. Uh-huh. Um, and speaking of deep sea creatures, Kristen Stewart finds a spider. Yeah. Kristen Stewart's character, uh, Nora, I, 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 she finds a spider. Uh, in the sink and is about to drown it, but then is like, oh no, I'll take, I'll take this with a paper towel. Uh, and she, did, did, did she just like, just, does the ship, does the station explode before she can do anything with it? No, she like, uh, she like wanders around for a little bit. Here's a leak, like a little bit yeah. of a dunk, dunk, dunk. And as soon as she like sees the source of the leak and like gets her hand under the water, everything explodes around her. Yeah, it's. It, I was not expecting them to get into the shit this immediately, which I, I did appreciate. If, there's a lot of things that I did not like about this movie, but the, but the pacing of it, I think, was really well done. There's a lot of stuff that gets truncated and cut down and, like, in, in a very, like, expedient way. Like, there is very little, like... Um, I, I, if I had... <laughs> it's almost like an Animorphs book in a strange way, in that, like, it reaches the climax of the action, and then it, like... the, the Like... At, immediately after the climax of the action finishes it like hard cuts to a later scene which uh truncates a lot of like the come down and navigating between scenes between like scene to scene which i think is i like that a lot there's a scene later that i'll talk about this more in but the yeah. the pacing of this movie is good because like she it's like not even five minutes in before this before the underwater station begins to explode yeah uh so have you like uh, as a tangent have you ever uh, listen to this podcast called uh, Well, There's Your Problem. Uh, I've listened to a couple episodes of it, yeah. Yeah, so they had an episode about a deep sea disaster. Uh, uh, was, it the, was it the Biford Dolphin diving bell? It's the Biford Dolphin incident, yes. It's mm -hmm. just like, from that, I know that if, like, things went this to shit, she would just get, like, turned into Chunky she... Marinara. Instantly. Yeah, she would just... <laughs> That's my favorite noise space podcast, Chunky Marinara. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, she uh, the, this listen, it's it's future tech. We can, I'm gonna assume that they have something built in to make it so that the Bifer, they've learned from the Biford Dolphin. They probably have some fail safes in or in in order to protect her from do, from that happening. Yeah, so she like the station starts exploding around her, and she like runs around trying to wake up everyone from their bunks mm -hmm. and clearly nobody will survive this except yeah. for rodrigo, rodrigo who coincidentally ends up in the same like uh uh bulkhead as her i guess yeah they both they both find their way to the bulkhead and they're like okay we gotta close the door oh fuck there's guys coming they're so close but they're not gonna make it in time we gotta close the door and then they close the door and like we see an external shot of the <clears throat> Like the uh, the the corridor that she was just in, like the leg of the ship that has been now like severed from the rest of the from the station, like crumpling and imploding, and it looks it looks neat. 
it looks really nice. It like first it like uh, peels off its exteriors, like they kind of shoot mm-hmm. off, and then things just crumble like a can. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I really like in this scene that uh, she like we immediately get like a wordless explanation that she is a mechanical engineer, which like yeah. at late at a later point we learn that like from words. But in this point, she, like, uh, has a very nifty electric screwdriver with which she, like, unscrews some shit so that she can close mm. the door. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, she, she goes into it. And then there's an explosion, and then Kristen Stewart wakes up and, like, arches her back like she's getting hurt, like she's getting eaten out. And she's, like, it, it's, it's just very <laughs> challenging for me, a lesbian, to deal with because she's, like, she's just wearing, like, a sports bra and, like, sweats and it's just very <sighs> despite what this movie is despite what this movie is telling me i am just i am just observing gaily <laughs> uh, um rodrigo introduces himself because they just like they they were just they met in this calam they met in this like collapsing zone and uh they they're they're just like hey i'm i'm rodrigo oh i'm nora i'm a mechanical engineer yeah, so they close the bulkheads, they get thrown by explosions, and then the next note that I uh, have says that they try to contact someone on the radio, and nobody can hear them. Yeah, they're just going down the they're just going down the rotary like hello, hello, hello. Can anyone hear me? Can anyone hear me? Okay, fuck. And I did they eventually get in touch with someone? No, no, no. They're like okay, but we found there's some escape pods over here. Let's go. Let's go in this direction, and. They set off, and on the way they find they they hear someone, and it's Paul, who's played by T.J. Miller. Um, he's dirty as fuck. He seems he's like, like under- he's been sleeping in that place. He 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 got covered by, by rubble in a very fortunate way, and that literally none of his body was immobilized. Like there is like a perfect Paul-shaped hole in the rubble that landed around him. <laughs> okay, so he calls Nora a. Quote, sweet, flat-chested elven creature, and I don't like him very much. At that point, I would have just left him behind. Like, you're not... You, sorry, bud. Oh, uh, oh, uh, uh, I can't grab your hand and... Oh, 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 no, oh, 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 no, my gun went off. Oh, no, my gun. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, um, so, this station is made of concrete, which I didn't know that was a thing underwater. That's concrete, baby. Um... Yeah, I guess it is. I don't know anything about underwater buildings. Honestly, I don't anything. know either, but I thought it would be like something like, you know, three layers of rain reinforced metal, like just these big chunky rivets everywhere. Yeah. I mean, but but you know, Rapture's Rapture's misleading. Rapture gives you a lot of misconceptions. <laughs> I, I was just thinking of Rapture the entire time. Every time, any time they showed the, either Rapture or um, did you play Wolfenstein the the new the not the newest uh, one but like the new Wolfenstein from like 2015? I have played uh, New Order and the New Colossus. So yes. Okay, so you remember the remember the level when you like, I think it's like right after you rescue like the the like the the Jewish inventor guy and you're like in the you have to tra- trek the underwater sequence. To the, mm, yeah, to, yeah. to the to like his his inventions cache. That's what the that's what the entire exterior scenes reminded me of. Oh, that's yeah, a, okay. That's what I was thinking of the whole time. That's a good game. It's a pretty good game, though. I kind of really, really didn't like that when they needed to introduce like the Jewish organization, which was named like Dot Yeshud, I think. Uh, yeah, they just made fake hebrew letters and they like oh. yeah they wrote like in english in fake hebrew letters dot to you should what end i don't wait, wait, know they, they wrote they wrote in english like the like they wrote in english fake hebrew letters like everyone loves to do with cyrillic yeah oh like uh mandarin god okay <laughs> all right disregarding uh, all that uh yeah um, so yeah, they, they get, they get Paul and more important, the more, the much more important character than Paul, Paul Jr., his little stuffed rabbit that he keeps on his person at all times. Um, and very important I just, to the plot. It, it is very important to the plot. Paul, 
spoiler alert, but Paul Jr. makes it to makes it to the surface. Paul Jr. survives this one. <laughs> um, they're making their way through the corridor. They find a dead body, and I. Uh, Kristen Stewart is really shaken up by the fact that this is someone that she knew, McClellan, but, like, it's not really, like, I don't know. This just feels like it, it, it's a plot thread that really goes nowhere. Like, cause they run into her, the commander, in a little bit, and uh, uh, Kristen Stewart is very clearly shaken and is like, McClellan, oh, God. Uh, uh, and it's just, like, it felt like maybe there was like a cut scene or something where like she interacted with McClellan before or something like, I don't know. Like it, it felt very weird the way she reacted to this person. And then that was kind of dropped. Yeah. You know, to me, it was like just a, you know, mangled corpse. Number one. Right. Right. But this, this McClellan clearly had a, clearly had a, a uh, an import, an import to Nora, Kristen Stewart. Um, so they, they find the evac pods, but they're all gone. And the captain of the ship, whose name is, um, let me oh, pull write, it up. Lucien. I didn't write that one down. Lucien. Yes. Uh, Lucien is, uh, he's there, uh, but everyone else is gone because he sent the evac pods up. Um, which, you know, I'm realizing now that the end of this movie shows that the, that the credits at the end of this movie only say two people survived. Which makes me wonder about how all these other evac pods did, which is probably not great. I think they got eaten. Yeah, probably. Um, Kristen Stewart's like, oh, you have a kid, you should have gone. And Lucien immediately changes the subject, at which point I knew for sure that his kid has 100% been dead this whole time. Um, yeah. Uh, he's like, he basically treats the other survivors like shit. Yeah. And like, the... With Nora, he's like, oh, hey, Nora, how you doing? Are you sure that you're okay? Right. It's, it's, I, I get the hard ass who has a soft spot for someone. Like, that's a classic archetype, but like, I, I don't know. This softest spot on this hard and ass. I... <laughs> <laughs> uh... They're talking about, like, what is causing everything, and I don't remember what prompts this, but Rodrigo says, uh, I don't know, I just watch a lot of anime. This sounds like, this sounds like some anime shit. <laughs> and then TJ Miller's like, oh yeah, I also watch anime. And, like, what kind of anime do you think TJ Miller's character in this movie watches? <laughs> uh, Full Metal Alchemist. I was re really, I just went the complete opposite direction. I, I fully, like, I look at this character and I'm like, oh, this man is just watching hardcore hentai. Like, all the, oh, that's no. the anime that he watches. Jesus. Like, he's on, he, he's on that Bible black shit. Oh, no. <laughs> you activated a brain worm in me. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, everyone, Bible black. Uh, classic, classic anime series that we love. Yeah, so we meet, like, uh, another two people. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, the names are Emily. Emily, who, who is wearing a rainbow uh, on her shirt, and also later we see has rainbows on her underwear, and also her boyfriend, Smith. Yeah. Wait, and Smith? Like, I guess his, Liam. His, yeah, I, I just they just call, they, in the subtitles they just called him Smith most of the time, so that's what I that's what I put in my brain. Um, and Smith is just kind of looking like 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 I feel like someone just like recreated Wash from Firefly, but changed a few details so as not to get sued. Like this just feel this just feels like Alan Tudyk in Firefly. <laughs> God, I haven't watched Firefly in forever. I don't remember what the fuck Wash's deal is. He was the pilot. He's a he wife was the, guy. Yeah, he's a wife guy. He's a pilot. He's he wears funny shirts. Oh yeah, he, like Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they have like this round table thing, which is just like talking about the plans. And they're like, okay, we got to go to this other this other station. We're gonna have to walk in the dark underwater. It's gonna fucking suck, but this will. There's this really stupid exchange between Christian Stewart and Lucien where it's like, can you just admit that this will get us, that this can possibly get us killed? And then he says, yes, but can you admit that this will possibly get us, get us alive? And it's, I, 
And then TJ Miller is just like butting in, trying to like, like, I feel like he just thinks that he's in another Marvel movie again. Like his, the, the comedy that he's trying to deliver is just so not good. Yeah. Uh, so we had like a transmission from another station. I don't remember what it's called. But anyway, everything got fucked on this station. There's some yep. spooky noises. I didn't... Uh, and on that, the, the voice on that station, funny enough, is uh, uh, the voices of uh, a man named Gunnar Wright, who you may know from as Isaac from Dead Space series. Oh, hi, Isaac from Dead Space series. Fun little, fun little Easter egg on that one. That's nice. Uh, All right. Let's see. Uh... It gets God. set up that, like, the reactor is going to blow, so they don't have a chance of, like, waiting around for a rescue mission. So they yeah. have to actually go, like, suit up and go on the ocean floor to, like, another station. And from there to, like, Roebuck, which is the main drill thing. Yeah. Um, this is this is very, like... This I, I I I hate to describe a movie as like just two or three things, but this movie is really just like a Alien plus Dead Space plus Event Horizon, and I don't think it does any of those things particularly well. Yeah, maybe. I like the suits. I, what's that? I like the suits. I thought this. I I did think that the suits were cool. I do have to admit that. Um, they. So, Rodrigo says some shit about the water temperature outside going up 10 degrees, which is an insane detail. Like, the like to, that's so hot. How And that's just a throwaway detail. That's, like, not discussed. What That is not, like, discussed or examined or even commented on later on. Like, when they're out in the water, they're like, not like, oh, fuck, it's warmer out here than it normally is or anything. It's just like, damn, it's 10 degrees hotter out there. Well, that's fucked. Bye. Uh, so, yeah, they, like, uh, get into their suits. Yeah, they get into their suits, and there is a... T.J. Miller has thrown on a rock cover of the SpongeBob SquarePants theme song. Oh, that's what and, it is. Yeah, and he's just bumping that shit. Uh, and he's like, oh, okay, I'll turn it down. Never mind. We're not going to have an epic suiting up sequence. And everyone suits up, and Rodrigo looks at his helmet funny, gives it to Nora, and then puts on a different one. Um, they We see a lot of T.J. Miller's naked body here also. Um, which is, if I didn't hate him enough of as a person, I also dislike what, that, that, like, he occupies this space in comedy, which is, like, this man's, this man's body is inherently funny. Hmm. Which is, like, not to defend, not to be defending T.J. Miller or anything, but it's just, like, he's not even, like, that, like, he's got a bit of a beer gut. Like, that's... Yeah. That's it. I, I don't think that's really a source of comedy for him to be naked, but whatever. Um, yeah, everyone gets naked because I guess they can't fit in the suit if they wear pants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Kristen Stewart slides into hers fucking like Martel did to Alphonse in the Devil's Nest part of Fullmetal Alchemist. And they all set off into the great unknown depths of this body of, of this marinara trench. Uh, but on the way down on their elevator, on their eleva- on their water elevator down, uh, uh, Rodrigo's helmet starts cracking, and then he implodes and explodes and dies. He gets by for dolphined. Yeah, uh, and I was suit- really sad about this. Yeah, I am really sad about this because a, why does the movie have the like the only black guy dies first? Right, right. I I I I just like I I feel like there should be a moratorium on that for the next like good why like I, i'm not saying that black people are required to survive the movie i'm just saying like save them for second or something if you have to if you have to be killing them don't do it first like i feel like we're not do i feel like we're just not doing that anymore but i guess this movie is yeah uh suits in this movie love to like implode and we get like the blood on the on the visor thing and then they explode uh, throwing everyone around. I don't know what's up with that. Yeah, that's just that's just how physics work. Hmm. There's a good moment uh, where Kit, where they get to the bottom and Kristen's, uh, everyone else is freaking out over the fact that Rodrigo just explo- or imploded. 
Uh, but but Kristen Stewart is just looking out into the depths of the water, and we just get like uh, a lot. We just get a first person camera, which for maybe the first time. And one thing that this movie does really well, I think, is utilize first person camera, first person perspectives, without making them too like nauseating to watch. They do get a little bit up there later on with some shaky cam stuff, but I think they do a lot of really good stuff with first person perspectives. Yeah, they have not just watched Alien; they have watched its sequel. They watched Aliens, and they've also watched the end of Doom, the film. I haven't seen Doom, I believe. There's a five-minute sequence at the end of that movie where The Rock just goes full FPS mode on all of the demons. Oh. It's fun. That one. I thought it looked goofy as shit. I thought it looked like a paintball video. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. It's it's the movie itself, I'm, to- I, I'm as far as I'm aware, is not very good. But that last scene does look fun. Hmm. I only have, like, in this section, uh, the joke that somebody says. Yeah, Rodrigo's stupid little joke. Yeah, what did the fish say when it bumped into the brick wall? Damn. Yep. (laughs) Classic joke. Yeah. And that that comes up in the context of, like, Paul being like, oh, Rodrigo used to always tell me this joke. Uh, He would always say, I got a new joke, and then just tell me the exact same one. And I, I'm just sitting here, I'm like, I really wish Rodrigo was here to tell it instead of you. I wish you had had the pressurized helmet, helmet explode. Yeah, please. They uh, get to, they, they, like, well, they do escape some, pod? They make it to a way station, like, which is, like, the, you know, one of the steps on their journey. And they have just, there's just some uh, character exposition stuff. Uh uh, the cap- the captain gets asked, hey, how old's your kid? He's like, oh, she's 14. And Kristen Stewart's like, she was 14. Wait, did you say 14? She was 14 when I met you. She's got to be my age by now. Um, and that's not how time works. That's not how time works. And then also the captain's like, who said, eight- who said 14? I didn't say 14. Uh, and uh, again, becoming increasingly clear that the, the captain's daughter is extremely 100% dead. Um, and... Also, uh, Emily uh, starts talking about her corgi that she has, which is, and she's talking about how it's in the potty training stage, which is making me wonder if, like, who is caring for that dog if these, if both she and her boyfriend are on this, this, like, who knows how long expedition to the bottom of the fucking ocean, I don't know. I, Seems weird I'm to just, me to get a dog and then immediately get into like a two-year expedition. Right, like bu- fucking Buzz Aldrin getting a brand new getting a brand new Labrador right before he heads off to the moon. Well, and, Buzz but, Aldrin. Like, but like at least at, at least Buzz Aldrin. I mean, I think Buzz Aldrin was. I don't know. Buzz Aldrin probably has a wife. At least Buzz Aldrin has a wife to fucking take care of the dog, and it's not both of them going off to leave that dog. That poor fuck. That poor fucking Corky. And also, like, Buzz Aldrin returned after, what, eight days or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows how long they're stuck down. They, they, it's not like they're stuck down here for a long period of time, based on the way that Kristen Stewart talks about how time becomes, like, incorporeal, and you just distinguish between awake and asleep. But, yeah, they um, they get to some kind of an escape pod that, I guess, mm. didn't make it out to the surface. Yeah. Um, and they're like, all right, let's go, let's go spelunking. And they send, uh, they send Paul and, and Smith out to view the, to see it. But they, there's no survivors. They find a corpse, uh, and a chest burster kind of jumps out of it. Um, I and wrote face hugger. I, yeah, yeah, about yeah. the same. Um, there's a really good scene here where like, it, it's like, we get that first, we get the first person perspective from like Paul's point of view. And then like. We see uh, Smith's hand, like, sh- we, we see something, like, shoot it, and then, like, there's just, like, a really smart cut to, like, the cre- they're back in the station, the creature is being thrown onto, like, an examination table. Yeah, sadly, the creature did not get Paul. The, what's that? Oh, yeah, the creature did not get Paul, but th- th- so they'll get him eventually. They'll get him eventually. Uh, yeah. Uh, they, like, uh, go down, down, down in the ocean... And then the lights go out, and they ask, like, is this creature that we just killed, maybe it's like a kid? Yeah, maybe it's a baby. Maybe it's a baby. 
Uh-oh. Uh, so they're like, all right, we got to fucking get moving uh, because the Kepler is about to explode. So they, they suit up and they, they run out of the thing. Um, Smith gets hit by some falling debris, but he's not. He's fine. Uh, they a, make it into. It's a pretty cool scene of like uh, the Kepler exploding and them running from the debris. Yeah. Yeah. I like it a lot. Um and they uh they they get back in and like Paul or Smith is like barely breathing because his oxygen scrubber uh is apparently bad and like they take out an oxygen the oxygen scrubber and it just kind of looks like a lava lamp which <laughs> is fun maybe they'll look like that in real life i haven't been into an like underwater expedition yeah you know what maybe maybe i shouldn't pass judgment so quickly maybe this is just what what scrub what what oxygen scrubbers really look like Anyway, um, they get a, uh, like, they get a uh, people mover from, like, a 70s Bond movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, Paul starts talking about his Alice, his love of Alice in Wonderland. Uh, specifically the, the written version of it. Um, and this is, a, this is a completely mystifying aspect of this character, which is, like, apparently a big deal for him. Because, like, he quotes from the book at one point. Like, he has We're All Mad Here written on his, like, his his underwater suit. Like, this character fucking loves Alice in Wonderland, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's up with that. It's, it does, it's not really, like, a good metaphor for the literary text. And... I don't know. Maybe the dude's just so awful that he's a fan of Lewis Carroll. Yeah, I, I, it's like, it, it's just like, it's, it's not like, not everything in a movie has to be for the sake of a plot or anything, obviously. But like, this just feels so like, what is this doing here? What, what, how? This is completely incongruous with the rest of this character. It is like, I, I don't know. I, I. Ugh. In addition to being played by T.J. Miller, the character of Paul frustrates me greatly. Yeah, uh, so then we get, uh, like, uh, the people mover stops moving because there's too much water, and we get Moon Pie product placement for some reason in the middle of <laughs> this movie. Pie. And Cheetos, and Cheetos. I did not notice Cheetos, but they mentioned Moon Pie multiple times. Like, yeah. like they, they actually say, mm, Moon Pie, it's so good. I love Moon Pie. Love Moon Pie, um, and so they, 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 there's this like underpass where like it goes on uh, the where it's like flooded and the train won't go any further, so they have to like walk under in their suits, and they all go under one by one just to you know be safe about it. And uh, T.J. Miller is the last one through, and there's this really really cool shot of like him just standing there waiting to go in, and like over the shoulder there's this red light blinking in the way background. And, like, it blinks, like, five or six times and nothing's there. And then on the seventh one, like, you can see a creature back there. And then, yeah. the, the, and then the creature doesn't really... You don't really see the creature. And I think this is, like, the last time that we see the creature, like, in any form of, obs of, of obscuration. Because they are just showing us this whole... This thing's whole dick after this. Well, they have a little scene after that, which I kind of liked. But, yeah, I'll talk about it when it happens. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he, like, dives in. After all of the rest of them are dead, sorry, not dead, goddammit, are like uh, out of the other end. And he, I think he like gets through and at the last right. second he like gets pulled away and he like throws his little bunny uh, to the other people. Yep, he gives the bunny to the other people. He gets yanked away by the tether, and I don't exactly know what happens, but like his 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 helmet explodes with blood at one point, which is always... Love, I love when that happens. Yeah, some helmets just explode with blood. It's just a yeah. feature. Just a feature. Um, oh, he referenced Slenderman before he died also, which was really... I just... <laughs> I, I just didn't know how to handle myself when he referenced that. I, I just... It felt so surreal. I mean... Sure. Not everyone has to like reference, uh, you know, classic Wes Craven movies. In right. No, movies. it's right. No, of course. I just like I. This I just was not expecting this movie to reference Slenderman like that. Like again, this this T.J. Miller character feels so incongruous with everything else that's happening here. Really, like yeah. I, I don't know. Like he feels like he's trying to play like some some, like, not a Marvel character, but like. 
a character in a movie written by someone who loves Marvel movies. And yeah. no one else is really... Like, the closest thing we have to that is, like, Rodrigo saying, oh, yeah, I watch a lot of anime, which is, like... Not, like, that's a Marvel thing or anything. It's just, like, it, he feels in Congress with the rest of the cast, and it's I guess it's fine that he explodes. Yeah. Well, he's dead now. Yeah. <clears throat> What's and next? Emily, Emily says some cryptic shit about mankind has trespassed in something's domain. We're not supposed to be down here. And Nora just, like, flat out agrees with her. Mm-hmm. She just says, well, she's not wrong. I guess we are the virus. Yeah. <laughs> Eco-fascist case, do. <laughs> uh, what's, uh, I guess they they go back to the ocean to, like, walk the next leg of the journey. And... Yeah, um, and and like at this at this point, Smith is t- is telling everyone to leave him behind at every possible opportunity, which is very funny to me. He's just like every single t- time he gets the opportunity, he's like, "Leave, leave me behind! I'm just dead weight. You gotta save yourself." And he does that like four times between now and the end of the movie. Yeah, so there's like a little scene where the the creatures are still obscured, like the. Mm-hmm. Flashlights like Kristen Stewart is like we get a shot from her perspective and she's like moving her flashlight around trying to to figure out where what what's happening around her and the creatures are just like like just out of the beam like yes. uh, hiding you can you can see them you can see them on like the on like the periphery of the be- of the flashlight beam but you can't really see them And right after that, yeah, we get like a full view of the squid. Yeah, we see. We the thing. The thing is that like it partially obscures it because of like the way that the 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 water obscures vision, which I think is neat. But like they just keep it on screen for too long. Like you form too complete a picture of the monster in your head, despite not having all of the pieces in from one or two shots. You know, definitely. Um. There's a, there's a, uh, um, so Smith disappears and they are like, okay, fuck, we got to find Smith. Uh, okay. Uh, fuck. Um, the, the, he, they find him in like the back of a cave and the captain comes and gets him and then is like, oh fuck, I forgot my gun, which I I do not know how secure how how that gun is being holstered that it got dislodged like that. I, I I don't know. I just feel like if you're if you're if you're in an underwater suit, you want to have like maybe like a snap or two holding that thing in its holster, so it doesn't just slide out when you're rescuing your buddy from a cave. But uh, he goes back in and he gets yanked by a creature, which pulls Nora along too. Um, yeah, I think they Nora- like they're still. Uh... Like, uh, chained to each other with, like, a carabine? Yeah, they're still tethered, yeah. Um, and Nora gets, like, Nora gets, like, bonked. Like, the the creature, like, runs past some falling debris and it, like, bonks Nora right on the head. Um, and it's, it's, they're, they're, they're rising way too quickly, which is gonna pressure, which is dangerous for pressure. And, uh, as such, Captain Lucian makes Kristen Stewart let go of him. And uh, he explodes, uh, yeah. but she she floats back down to the bottom, and it, she's fine. Um, <clears throat> Emily and Smith are nowhere to be seen, but Kristen Stewart has made it to Shepherd, which is the not the not the drill spot, but uh, the like the it's like an it's like a way station that they or me, that they said we can't go here earlier. Well, she gets like the 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 captain explodes. Yeah, the captain explodes. She falls back down to the uh, she falls back down to the ocean floor, and uh, Emily and Smith are missing. And she keeps walking. She finds her way to Shepherd, which is a way station that was previously in the movie previously determined uninhabitable, but thankfully it is habitable because she yeah, goes I in think, and she takes a shower. I think this was the station that the uh, uh, Isaac person from that space yes, yes. was in. Yeah, that's where he was calling that's where he was calling from. Yes. Yeah, but the station's actually just fine. Yeah. Like nobody's in there. 
Yeah, it's strange. It is. Um, there's a really good shot of Kestu in the shower, like, just on her hands and knees, just, like, very clearly emotionally, physically racked. Um, and she... I... <sighs> She reaches in to like grab a mad- like a uh, a uh, uh, what is the word for a thing that is on a necklace? Oh god, uh, what's on a necklace? Like a pearl? But like it's but like like the word the term like the generic term for like a thing on a neck. I I don't know. Like she just pulls like she has a necklace on and she like pulls something out of her bra that it, like the 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 centerpiece of the necklace is on the is uh, hidden in her bra and it really did just look like she was just she was just gonna start say you know she just was about to say it's fun for me just to grab a boob <laughs> <laughs> plus my pussy got an attitude <laughs> yeah so she like ransacks uh lucien's like the captain's uh locker mm-hmm. and Wikipedia says that in that locker, there's some, like, pentagrams, which I didn't see. No, I didn't see that either. Okay. Well, uh, there's, like, what I definitely have seen in there uh, is, like, some pictures of the creature that we were supposed to only, like, meet a few minutes ago. But anyway, Mm -hmm. the captain was in it, in on it, I guess, for some reason. Yeah. And she also finds a, a a thing that says "R.I.P. Dearly beloved Captain Lucian's daughter. We miss you every day." She was eleven when she died, not fourteen, which I kind of surprised. I didn't catch that. That is strange, huh? Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. Maybe she also she she also pulls out a flare gun that looks like a fucking like the like. A, a fucking magnum equivalent. If if a regular flare gun is a is a nine millimeter, like she pulls out the magnum of flare guns. Yeah, uh, she. <sighs> I think the implication with the captain might have been that like his daughter got sacrificed to the Ktolhoftagan thing. Really? I don't know. That's my interpretation anyway. That he's like. The captain seems spookier than if his daughter just died, you know? He's hiding yeah. it for some reason. Yeah, and also, I'm... This movie feels like, like... Alien has a very clear, like, anti-cap... I don't know if I would go so far as to say anti-capitalist, but it is, like, railing against the the the... The like the people in Alien are disposable to the to the whims of capital. It it is very clearly and explicitly about. It does explicitly talk about that, and it feels like this movie is trying to do that, and it does a little bit at the very like in literally the t- in the, or the credit sequence. But like this this it, it just feels like it is missing commentary that it feels like it should have had there, and I don't need to be beaten over the head by it, but like. It just feels like it's missing. Like I it feels like there's sh- there's like a little bit of a commentary uh, in the in the opening thing when there's like uh, Rodrigo uh, walking with Nora to some like bulkhead or other. Uh, they hear like a corporate message about like yeah, that's, corporate that's... cares about you. We right. are always here to help. Right, and I I did appreciate that, but it feels like this movie just like kind of doesn't want to push that much further i i, I don't know like that, yeah it, it like, feels strongly like it's it was a mess in rewrites yeah right right i do like the i i like you know i we've talked about dead space a couple of times because gunner writes in this movie but um like that's one of the, my favorite things about dead space is just like you're going you're like fucking like dealing with these like massive fucked up monsters that are only happening because of a weird capitalistic cult at least that's as far as i understand the dead space series to be about i could be wrong i have not finished them yet um and you've got these like automated messages going on to be like do 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 welcome to the usg ishimura we are we are here we are a family here of people who work together and you're just like in the middle of like sending a chainsaw through some fucking freak's <laughs> limbs oh yeah um but yeah so nora uh gets a map and like looks through it and figures out where uh emily is supposed to be i think 
So, yeah, she, she like, geolocates where Emily and Smith are based on their suit positions, and she goes out into the, the water, and she hears Emily, like, talking, like, ta- giving Smith some affirmations about why he is the most epic boyfriend that ever lived, the most wind-sauce, the, the most... <laughs> I, I... The thing is that, like, I don't mind Smith as a character. I'm making fun of him, but, like, he is... I actually kind of liked him as a character, but, like... The thing where Emily is so clearly homosexual and yet is still just being schlepped up with this guy, like, it's... Where is the homosexuality movie? I'm... I'm where is it? Where is that gay shit? Totally. Uh, so, uh, we get, like, reunited with uh, uh, Emily and we- Lee. Lee yeah. is clearly not in good spirits. No, he is, uh, he's in a bad way, and, uh, Nora literally has to tackle Emily off of Lee. Yeah, um, and Emily's, like, in deeply, deeply panicking. Yeah. Uh, like, Nora... Understandably. Yeah, Nora tries to, uh, get her together by saying, like, well, Lee's alive, and we need to get him to, like, safety so that he can be alive for longer. Uh, and she starts exposition about uh, what's up with her own situation. Uh, yeah, her her own situation of her fiance who died uh, died in a diving accident. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he died in a regular diving accident because there was nobody and nobody found him, and it was yeah. on this very station. So he got eaten. He definitely got eaten. I just I look at that that I look at what they the, the what they did to her for costuming and you're telling me that that woman is straight? Well, I think that she's only having a fiance because of parallels with Emily. Yeah, and again, I, again, I have to because like we see Emily's underwear later in the scene and she's got the rainbow like plastered on her ass too. It's like, come on. Yeah. Uh, so we get to Roebuck Station, but before Roebuck. Uh, there's like a forest of arms of like these uh, little guys. Yeah, this looks cool. I think this looks cool. Yeah, there's like uh, emergency lighting, uh, lighting it all up in red. Mm-hmm. And they try to like crawl under the forest of arms, not to like so that the sleeping ones can lie just down right. and not bother them. And right. Lee, Lee's like. Uh, Oxygen alarm goes off. Right. And that send So then Emily and Lee have to sneak inside the station while Nora stays out here and fends off the monsters. She does get eaten. Uh, she gets, like, halfway swallowed, but then she, uh... She does a fun little, like, a reverse of a chestburster situation. I also wrote that. Sort of a reverse chestburster. Because she gets, like, halfway into the... She gets halfway swallowed by the monster and then just explodes it from the inside with her flare gun. Yeah, and then she, like, rips it open and walks out of it. Yeah, it's great. Um, she she then sees, like, the this, like, corpse being dragged away with, like, all the other corpses. And we see this, like, this mass... This, this towering mass of fucked up guys... Yeah, uh, this is definitely just Kulhu. Yeah, it's... Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, uh, the... Like, the people who made this movie explicitly said that it's like a Kulhu Mythos movie, secretly. Right. It just, it feels like... Like, I don't know, it feels really that feels really like slapped on that does not feel like cogent with the rest of the movie it is literally slapped on it says yeah. uh, after shooting the film the director decided oh. <laughs> to design the alpha creature based on hp lovecraft's mythos as it features cthulhu as the monster okay yeah. so just 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 like just some guys saying oh cthulhu big epic yeah, so it turns big, out big epic tentacle monster fucked Cthulhu, up. Cthulhu's like big thing is not that like everyone who sees him just like uh, goes insane because of their insignificance. No, it's just like the Cthulhu eats you. That's yeah. the big thing. Num num nummy. 
He he yum, eats yum. you. He he loves to eat you, and he loves to make you explode into. He he just loves to kill you. We love Cthulhu doing that. And I I guess like that part at the beginning of of of. Uh, Nora with the spider in the sink is supposed... Like, I guess that's supposed to be a reflection... Because, like, I-, I feel like Cthulhu is... Re- uh, I-, I feel like humans to Cthulhu are often compared to, like, ants to a human. Um, oh, yeah. Which, I guess that's what that's going for. Like, I can't think of any other reason that they would have included that, like, spider sequence at the start. Um, I don't... I don't know. A lot of, like, the bookends of this movie are just, like the least favorite parts of for me yeah the yeah so uh yeah they get to roebuck there's like a little bit of an explosion uh nora like gets dragged in by emily who smashes her like her helmet in so that she can Uh breathe yeah. Oh, before that though, there is a there is a really cool uh there is a really cool shot of uh like just the mass tow- the towering mass of guys uh and uh Nora shoots a flare gun at it and we just see this flare gun like descending alongside this like this shifting tower of bodies and it's it's it is fucked up to see. It is cool and fucked up to see. Yeah. Um but yeah, Emily Emily yanks her in and smashes Nora's helmet so she can breathe. Uh, this is where we see Emily's uh, rainbow underwear. Also, uh, what happens? God, what happens they, next? Uh, oh, they like they make it to, to the pod bay. Yeah, they make it to the pod bay and they like try to find different ways, but like basically everything around them explodes and like the bulkheads seal in. Mm-hmm. And there's and... only two working escape pods. Yeah. So they send Smith. They uh, Nora pretends that there are three working escape pods, and she sends she and Emily send Smith up to the surface with the bunny. Um, with the bunny, he's got he's got Paul Junior. Um, and then uh, she tries to push Emily into one, but Emily's like, "Hey, that other one is not working. What are you doing?" And then Nora just literally fucking punches her and shoves her into the escape pod. Yeah, save the hatros, I guess. Yeah, it's ugh. God, so why is this hetero? Why, why is this hetero? Is this hetero? Uh, like this, this, this should have been like Emily Nora romance moments, but instead it's just <laughs> like yeah. they, they, they like the thing that the thing that Nora sends Emily off with is, do you know what I would give for another day for another minute with my fiance, who I don't even think gets named in this movie. I, he might actually, I, but I don't remember what the fuck it is. Uh, Sam, I think. Is it Sam? Okay. I think it's Sam. Yeah. Why do I remember that? I do not know. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, then Nora sees that, like, uh, the escape pods are going to the surface, but there's, like, a lot of fucked up guys who are going after them. Yep. Uh, and, I uh, guess, we, we... like, I guess the squid guys just, like, literally don't follow the, like, principles of uh pressure in the ocean because yeah it's they, they listen when you live that deep your mind your mind your body is adapted to it it's fine i mean sure but like they go into the surface and when you go into the surface when you've been living that deep you explode yeah, true that's what um, happened to the captain right yeah yeah um i also think it's really funny how it's like the the monsters like are like it looks like they are like experiencing Achilles' para- the the Achilles paradox a little bit, like past a certain point on their way to chase after the because like it looks like they are losing speed as they get closer to the pods, and <laughs> I guess this is just to this is just to build dramatic tension so that they are all cleanly within the radius of the nuke that uh, Nora is going to explode at the bottom of this ocean, killing Do you mean herself. Like a Zeno's paradox. Is that what it is? Did I? What did I? I said Achilles paradox. That's yeah, what I you said Achilles. Said the, the the that's the you know to get somewhere you have to go half the distance first. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's that Zeno's one. paradox. Why did I call it? What was? What's Achilles paradox? I don't know. You can't fuck two dudes at the same time. <laughs> oh, okay. Achilles paradox is the same as Zeno's paradox. Oh, cool. Different different names. The more you learn about Greek history. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, she, 
so she's like, all right, I'm going to set this thing to explode and kill all of the monsters within this radius. Because surely this ancient, like making this Cthulhu makes this scene suck so much more. Like it, it's like, if this is truly effective at stopping all of the monsters, like if is Cthulhu that weak, like, could you just throw a bomb at Cthulhu and it'd be, and it'd be toast? I mean, yeah. Don't you know that game where, like, you shoot aircraft... Oh, sorry, not aircraft, like, um, naval battle guns at Cthulhu, and it dies. I didn't... I don't know that game, but you know what? I have no choice but to believe you. There's, like, uh, this game got basically bashed by, like, uh, fiction writers for, like, ten years, because it was such an example of video games being video games. Was it Call of Cthulhu? It... Might have been, yeah. It might have been one of the Call of Cthulhu games. Oh, the sink, the sinking city. I don't Perhaps. know. It was, it no. was like from two thousand six or something. Oh, okay, way older than that then. Yeah. So yeah, that game was like famous for not understanding theme, because yeah. you shoot Cthulhu and it dies. Right. Uh, yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah, Nora sets off a huge bomb, uh, and she she uses the, like a fucking gamer keyboard to do it. Like we get a single we get like a single shot of this keyboard, but it literally just looks like the keyboard that's sitting on my desk, but with a different color layout. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, yeah, like there's some really really stupid words that she's saying at, at the time. Something about like being powerless, but actually yeah. you're powerful and you can do shit. Uh, and there's uh, Outer Wilds, like, uh, music from when you, like, grab the core playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <sighs> and she explodes. Yep, uh, she explodes, the whole station explodes, and then we get over the... This is when the movie commits hardest to its commentary, which is a single newspaper headline that says... Uh, Tian, Tian, the company that uh, is responsible for the this drilling operation. Tian company refusing to explain what happened, going to continue with drilling as always. Yeah, and like it classifies interviews and says that uh, it cannot, like it will not grant uh, any newspapers permission to interview the survivors, which right. is super weird. Can you do that? Like, can can you do that? I'm not sh- maybe in this fucked up future you can. Yeah, I guess it's like it it, it is commentary this about is, like this capitalism is, this but This is an this is like an evolution of that time. You remember that time uh I want to say maybe 2019-2020 when um the cops shot uh and killed a FedEx driver while trying to uh apprehend a suspect and the the not FedEx, UPS and UPS like literally issued a statement thanking them for it. Yeah, I do remember that. Uh, this we is get, that. This is the evolution of that. Yeah, we get some clippings of, like, uh, the bunny getting measured with, like, measuring tape. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's very important. And yeah, movie you... ends with a horrible, a horrible, horrible song. What song is it? I didn't catch it. I, I turned I... off the movie as soon as... I don't remember. I just remember that it, like, I liked the Outer Wilds ish soundtrack and then like the song comes on and i'm like ah way to ruin the moment buddy so that was the movie yeah so on a scale of zero to five rainbow patterned underwear how many rainbow patterned underwear are you going to give this one i am honestly going to give it wait zero to ten zero Zero to to five zero to five I am going to give it a 3.5. Here's wow. what. Uh, okay. I am rating it higher than you, probably, right? Yes. Definitely. Correct. Uh, look, I I just like big bulky machines and them like clicking and stuff. Uh, I like. There is the, a lot of that in this movie. There's a lot of that in this movie. Uh, Rodrigo's death scene is unforgettable, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It is fu- it, it is fucked up to see. Yeah, the the plot is kind of whatever, but I'm not here for the plot. I'm here for the spectacle. And right. the spectacle is all there. And I like the, 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 the chunky near future thing very much. And so that, that, that brings the score a lot up for me. 
Yeah. Um, it's going to be a 2.5 for me, two and a half pairs of uh, rainbow colored underwear. I just, I, I, I like it for a lot of the reasons that you laid out. I'm just, I'm dismayed by the baiting. Uh, I, I am, I, Kristen Stewart's great to watch in this. Um, I hate to see TJ Miller's face, but, um, I just, it feels like it didn't really come together. Like it felt like it was building to a thing kind of like pulling the, pulling the threads. Like I didn't need it to be a hundred percent, like perfectly laced, but like, I just kind of expected it to come together a little bit better than it did at the, at the end. Oh, definitely. Um, it's a development hell movie. Yeah. So that's, that is uh underwater film. But before we say that's that for underwater film, we've got questions. Uh, this one from PR at PR the disaster, which video game water level would you pick as the closest to be classified as a horror movie? I myself vividly, vividly remember drowning a lot in a PS one tomb Raider underwater mirror puzzle, but that might be pretty niche. Um, I think rust bucket Bay from banjo Kazooie is up there just because clanker is really upsetting to look at. I, are you familiar with this, with, with this? I have not played banjo Kazooie because it didn't have a console, uh, when I was a child. Let me let me see what this MF looks like. Uh, Rust Bucket Bay. Oh, Clanker. Sorry, Clanker's Cavern. I'm thinking of not Rusty Bucket Bay. But no, uh, send yeah, me Clanker. Uh, let me let me grab Clanker for you. This guy is ostensibly a friend, but you have to like platform on him and climb on him, and there are like. There are missing chunks of metal where there is meat instead, and it's upset. It's kind of just... Fr it's kind of just... It's it's a lot to take in. I see. <laughs> uh, my choice would be something like uh, the... Uh, the Wikipedia tells me it's called Seloche from Raymond 3. It's this oh. fucked up guy. Um, so, yeah, it's... An underwater level that's only this boss, and this boss hits you hard. Oh, oh I hate that guy. Yeah, uh, he's like a <gasps> big spidery dude who's entirely made of rust and has like a big mouth that he shoots rockets out of, among other things. I hate to see, I hate to see that. Yeah. Um... So, yeah. Okay. Uh, now we're going to do recommendations. Helga, do you have a recommendation lined up, or should I go first? Uh, you go first. So, my recommendation this week is going to be... Shit, I thought I had something. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I am I'm. have not been doing much new this past like week. I guess my recommendation is going to be... I've been reading Higurashi, um, and it's really good. I'm... I'm partway through chapter two right now um very long very good uh i very like i very much like where the story seems to be going right now um i'm enjoying the fact that the main character has been taught praxis by the waitress at hooters which is a very fun sentence that is completely canon that's great uh can i be indulgent and have two recommendations of course sure so uh first one is uh, um hub gears on bikes hub gears uh okay. basically uh it's a thing that like you know um you have a bike do you have a bike i have a bike yeah yeah so uh how's your like uh speed changing on bike on the bike works uh just by the like the twist on the handles like the like you i, I well and there's like a backside yeah. to, to that right there's like an arm on the back that changes like Yanks the nope. gears. Negative. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's an arm on the on the bike itself. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Uh, so my like hub gears are basically a way to do without that thing, and that means that your chain always stays in one place, and like you have a sort of a um, motorcycle-like uh, gear shifting thing uh, mm -hmm. that like basically it it just never breaks. The, the good part about it is just that it never breaks and the chain never flies off 
and like it's very secure and uh, what can I say it's it's just it's just nice and also you can switch it not like when you're pedaling but when you're like stationary mm-hmm. which is good I enjoy it uh, the second recommendation uh, is uh, an army like no other uh, it is a book uh, it's uh, I think yeah uh, it's a book by Haim uh, Brezeth Zabner and it's a book about the IDF uh, like uh, the Israel Defense Forces and it's about how basically the IDF has been a sort of like force that was designed to colonize rather than defend and it's just like great at challenging assumptions and stuff like that i wouldn't say that i would read it uncritically but it's it's a nice thing to do it's a nice thing to read oh yeah Helga, thank you so much for coming back on this on the show it was an absolute blast to have you back on again um where can people find you and do you have anything you'd like to plug uh, well, people can find me uh, on Twitter at hindsighty with two E's. Uh, and uh, I guess on the Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die Discord. Uh, I would not like to plug anything. Thank you. All right. Uh, what, what, what I would like to plug are the holes in this underwater state drilling station that we are living in. We should plug those. What are they Um uh, if you want to find us, we are Fearbaiting on Twitter. Uh, also, Fearbaiting on Patreon, patreoncom fearbaiting. It helps supports both. It helps support both this and our sister show, The Wonder Yerks. Uh, one buck a month is a tip jar. If we get the episode up early, you will get access to it early. But we don't get it up early very often these days. Um, five bucks a month, uh, message right on the podcast, uh, and your name right on the show. Also, ten bucks a month, all of that, and you get to make us watch a movie of your choice. So thank you very much to Luna Wolf, Paul Moran, Kit Spindler, Michael Kaiser, and Paul Bechtel. We love you all so much. Thank you to Noisepace.xyz for hosting this and so many other great podcasts, and as also to uh, Matt GameCube for creating Noisepace.xyz. Thank you to uh, people you meet outside of bars who did our great intro and outro music. You can find more of their work on Bandcamp if you just head to GayGothVibes.online. Thank you to Blair Kitch, who is my regular editor on this on this show. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Blair Kitch. If you want to find more of me, I'm on Twitter at SunHatGenia. I also do a couple other podcasts on the NoiseSpace.xyz uh, network, including The Wonder Yerks, which I do with the aforementioned Blair and Seda. Uh, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. It's a leftism podcast that uh, I do infrequently with my friends. And Special Grade Snacks, a Jujutsu Kaisen watch-along podcast that's not going right now because there's no anime to be watching. But there's a movie coming out in a couple months. Get get hyped. We'll get We'll do a podcast episode about that. Um, I'm also on Twitter at SunHatGenia, S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A, and I believe that's everything. So until next time, I'm Sarah. I'm Halgum. And remember, you can put a fucked up guy anywhere. Good night, everyone. Good night.